All right, man, I'm going to start this damn podcast off with a bang, man. Let me call this motherfucker up real quick, man. Fuck wrong with this nigga well, man. See what's going on with this boy. This nigga out here wildin', man. See what this boy got going on. Yo, what's up? Colin Kaepernick, go. Nah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Who is this, by the way? Willie F., of course. What podcast do you represent? No Boundaries Podcast. What new podcast do you have? Oh, I got the examples podcast. Pretty fun, pretty fun little deal we have there. Now, nah, but fuck all that, man. Colin Kaepernick, go, man. I have nothing to say about Colin Kaepernick, to be honest with you. I mean, that that young man finna get his money based off the fact that people are, in my personal opinion, feeble-minded and they buy into anything that seems oppressive these days. Makes me laugh. I, I can't I can't call Colin Kaepernick a, a real martyr when at the same time he's living a better life. I don't think that's how martyrdom works. But he could be living a better life than what he's living. Mm, I can, it's, it's, that's, a, that's an interesting hypothetical. But at the same time, I still look at the fact that his, his last two years in the, in the NFL just didn't look too good. Uh, and he ended up getting bitched for one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. But once again, that was after the fact that he started kneeling. Uh, it, it's, it's a hypothetical. It's a huge hypothetical. But at this point, Brother living good, and I ain't I ain't knocking that at all. I mean, shit, I, maybe I should have took that approach. But I don't know if that's fair to say he was living good before before the protesting and all that. He, he was living good in the sense of yeah, I'm living this football life. I gotta get on the field. I gotta get on the field all the time. Risk concussions, you know, you know, risk the football life, the life that Andrew Luck ran away from, the life that Rob Gronkowski ran away from, the life that a lot of NFL players was like, you know what, I'm gonna take this check and go. Now it's more a state of mind of shit. He's he's living good in the sense of he he's physically healthy. He has a he has a brand that that brings money, you know, with him just walking into an event versus once again versus having to actually sacrifice his body on the football field. So you know you know as far as maybe getting a ring and maybe having a legacy on the football field that's one thing. But now he has an activist legacy, a civil rights activist legacy. And I could actually argue that, you know, the civil rights activist legacy is, is better, you know, obviously, because once again, the physical health perspective, once again, that's why I'm not knocking it. It's still funny to me, though, that people eat it up the way they do. And once again, I don't know enough about the situation to really come down on that man with like a hammer, but I still feel there's a sense of he took a smart way out. And, you know, with him being a college graduate, you know, I mean, obviously, this is kind of calculated in a sense. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I viewed the whole recent events differently, honestly. For instance, like... You got a cool meal with the fact that he has a, a shoe deal supposedly coming out next month. Like, what's that about? But he was signed with Nike before the whole protesting and all that. A lot of people don't know that. He was already signed with Nike. Yeah, I mean, so, so, so him being signed with Nike was kind of more of a... Uh, he's a he's a he's a more of a low tier quarterback right now, but once again, at this point, he's a higher caliber name, so we can actually profit off his name. How do you feel about Nike profiting off his name? I mean, you at know, at this point, I mean, Nike has a track record for always doing all that type of shit. I mean, they still got child workers overseas and all that type of shit. I suppose, really, all these major manufacturing companies do that. I mean, I can't really pinpoint Nike, and I'm not taking up for Nike either, by the way. I've always slandered I mean, Nike I, about the whole shit that they do, but in order for me to do that, I have to pretty much slander every fucking major company. 
in the United Every States. Every single one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. in terms of the Kaepernick shit, what I was talking about in terms of um the recent events with him um doing a little what you call that shit? Was it like a practice? I got a one. I kind of I talk shit about the Kuti Kente shirt on the uh, the No Boundary podcast because I didn't really see the correlation. Oh, uh, I know T.O.'s talking about you know you know people being blacker than you know whatever. Uh, my my beef with that is I just kind of feel like let's keep it all let's keep it all in a lane. Like let's let's stick to let's stick to a subject. Let's not get to let's not get to the point like where we're like scattered brained and we're all over the place and now it's. Now it's more than the, the original subject because I've always felt like the original subject was about you know bringing awareness to police brutality and, and a, a lot of people can agree that all right we brought awareness what's next so my thing is I think one of the most honest correlations that people bring to the table is the fact that I mean your average person can't come to an interview and kind of make a mockery of the interview meaning I'm not going to come like a, a a woman is not going to come to an interview in scanty clothes, you know, basically saying, well, I know this is the only way you're going to hire me, so I'm going to come in here on my tits out, my ass out, and, you know, basically be provocative, because I know I have mostly male, you know, people that's going to interview me. You know, I, in the long run, I the one thing I do, even though I'm not the biggest fan of Jay-Z, I do, I do agree that he kind of made it a publicity stunt, but people start talking about waivers and contracts. I don't know anything about that. I don't know about these waivers. I don't know about it. I don't have any, I don't have these things in my hand to actually say this is what he's doing. Like everything is going to come down to what his next step is. Now, if people start getting sued and this becomes more of a, a blackball situation, it's like, bruh, we already know you got blackballed. We already know this. You, you you won your lawsuit. Okay, what's next? Like, do you really want to play football, or do you, do you just want to be an enemy of the NFL? But that's what I'm thinking of right now. I think he was going into the workout. That's what it was. It was a workout. He went into the workout. He was blindsided by when he had to do it and all this type of shit. He had like two hours notice or some weird shit they were saying. But anyway, beyond that, I feel like he already knew that they weren't trying to sign him or give him a real fair shake or whatever. So he made his little statement with whatever clothes he had on and all that type of shit. And then also beyond that, I feel like... I feel like he ended up moving the uh, the workout to wherever he moved it to, somewhere in Atlanta or whatever the case was. I feel like he yeah, did that to showcase his skill. He did that shit to the showcase his skill to the world to let him know that it's not him, that he's he doesn't have the diminished skill set. He still has the ability to play in the NFL, but it's actually the NFL who's not giving him the fair shake. I just he, I feel like he just wanted to display that to the world. If you not if the NFL not going to take him serious, he wanted to display it to the streets to let him know that, hey, it's not me, it's them. That's how I took it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, one thing that I would hate to see is for him to go to a trash team because he ended, he ended his career on a trash team. So when I say his last two seasons didn't look good, I'm just simply pointing out the fact that Kaepernick isn't in the in, in – he's not in the quarterback conversation of somebody that's going to carry a team, you know, on the offensive side. So if you're bringing him back to the NFL, like, let's not bring him back to the Atlanta Falcons or the Cleveland Browns. Like, let's, let's actually give Kaepernick a fair shot if we're going to bring them back. Because, I mean, we all know that a lot of quarterbacks are system quarterbacks. You know, we don't want to get too deep into the to how the NFL and football works, but the reality is, you know, you ain't, everybody's not a Tom Brady or, or Aaron Rodgers or, or fucking, you know, LaMarcus Jackson or whatever. Like, let's put this man in a situation where he has a fair chance of winning 
and see what he does when he really gets on the big stage. Because when it's all said and done, if he just goes to a trash team like the Atlanta Falcons or the Browns or freaking Miami Dolphins, everybody's just going to pr- pretty much say what I said at the beginning of this call. Oh, well, he, he, he's not that good. Look what he's doing. He's not doing that. Well, shit. The team sucks on the defensive side. They were pretty mediocre on the offensive side. Kaepernick's been off for two years. What do you expect them to do? You know, so I, I think I think when we when, it, when, it, when we when we actually wrap everything up and we really unpack this, I think it's safe to say that it's it's good it's going in the direction it's going in. Bro, leave leave, leave your legacy as a civil rights activist that, you know, said, Fuck the NFL. You know, I'm gonna stand for something that's more important to me. Once, rather than sacrificing my body day after day to to, to prove a point. I mean Kind of, I remember looking at an interview of Muhammad Ali was talking about how, you know, people would criticize him because I think it was a certain opponent that he didn't want to beat till the end. He actually showed some compassion for him, and when he when he decided to show compassion for the guy, everybody criticized him, and he was like, "Damn, y'all just want to see me out here, you know, being an animal and and, and tearing motherfuckers up." Where, well, I look at even though I don't compare Kaepernick to Ali, I still look at it as a sense of like he took a higher road, and his higher road was like, hey my life isn't just going to be the NFL. My life is going to be much more. And I can actually respect that. Now, also keep in mind, people, I've never seen Colin Kaepernick throw a football in my fucking life. I don't care to. I don't even want him to play. But, of course, that's not my my um, my um call. And also, I respect his wish to compete and all that type of shit. But I just respect what he represents and what he's trying to get conveyed to the streets and what he's trying to accomplish and all this type of shit. And, of course... And, 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 yeah, go ahead. Also, people... You could disagree with people and still keep it a buck with each other and all this type of shit. Like we still call each other on the phone and shit. It's still all good. It's not no fucking slug fest and all this other goofy shit. I mean, shit, man. I, I, I wish I wish I had more time to chop it up with you, Sean. But I, I would say this: I, I'd rather talk about that Jay Z and um, that Jay Z and Dame Dash dynamic. You know, so next time we get a chance to chop it up, I'd actually like to break that down because I'm pretty sure you know more more about that than me and I, I really don't like to see somebody like Dame Dash sitting in jail knowing what Dame Dash's legacy was and uh, I, I really feel like that's something that as a, as a black community should bother everybody when it comes to like damn like what do we do when you know we build businesses with people and we can't even maintain friendships like you know when it comes to friendship versus business you know what I'm saying like I, I, I really like to you know sit down and talk about that but uh the Kaepernick situation is cool. It, it, gives, it gives us something to talk about in the sense of, you know, it's dialogue, and I just wish the dialogue was a lot more healthy rather than everybody saying, oh, you black is the next person because you feel this way. It, it's it, Once again, it's feeble-minded to me that people think that, you know, blackness is something that can be carried on a card. You know, you know, <laughs> blackness is something that is just carried every day. Like, you can't remove your blackness. So, so all this, he's invited to the barbecue, and he's not as getting ridiculous. So that's something that kind of I take away from all this that annoys me. What podcast do you represent again? Uh, no Boundaries Podcast, baby. Examples Podcast. Uh, you, you know you can reach us on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. We got we got we got Twitter. Uh, it's at Examples Podcast at No Boundaries Podcast. I mean, we out there, man. So if, if you want if you want to find us, you'll find us. And that's well, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate the call, bro. All right, well. And once again, that was well, ladies and gentlemen. And let me get into this song so I can, you know, calm my blood pressure down real quick. This nigga just ran me hot, man.
My brain, so far gone, and know a nigga don't do drugs I was just made this way, check after check after check I wanna get paid this way, now nigga home, so far gone I didn't have to move out the hood, out the hood. I didn't have my side chick riding the nigga Then my main chick call, hell I had to make a move off the wood I'm good, haters don't wanna see you win These haters wanna be your friend Went from a swing to a bend to a what in the fuck is that head riding in All he do is win, I'm blessed, man I hit the club so fresh Couple chains hanging from my neck, looking for the camera to press Gotta catch me looking my Sunday's best Fresh to death and you niggas can't tell me nothing Bitch can't tell me nothing Niggas can't tell me, niggas can't tell me nothing Bitch can't tell me nothing Niggas can't tell me nothing Alright, WWFLIP When we feel like it podcast Will we broadcast When the fuck we feel like it Sean right back in the building And that song is by Dante Higgins It's called Can't Tell Me Nothing And yes, you goddamn guessed it Well, you can't tell me nothing, nigga You can't tell me shit Fuck wrong with you, man Nah, I'm just fucking around That was Will from No Boundaries once again He get on my goddamn nerves But, you know, we deal with him The best way that we can You know, of course Nah, but I appreciate him answering the phone And all that type of shit we just put that together, you know, within a couple seconds Because that's what podcasters do, man We create content at the drop of a dime And I'm kind of off right now because, you know Last week I actually did have a fucking episode But I accidentally fucking didn't save that motherfucker So I lost it It's my first time losing an episode, man I wasn't even finished with it, honestly That was the problem I exited out of the episode And a little prompt came up And I just clicked no and didn't read the shit I thought it said, are you sure you want to close the window? And I hit no. But really, it was saying, would you like to save before closing the window? And I hit no. And, you know, the rest is history. Literally. Y'all like how I play with the words like that, man? Pause. The rest is history. Literally. Come on, man. But, yeah, the whole Colin Kaepernick situation, you know, it's crazy that this nigga has set the world ablaze. This nigga throws a football. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, you know, niggas is upset. Really, I don't fucking get it. I mean... Like I say, the way I take it is, you know, he just trying to showcase his talent to let people know that he still got it, and it's not him, it's the, it's the NFL. That's the opposite of, it's, it's me, it's not you. He's saying it's them, it's not me. Which, I mean, I ain't mad at it. And again, as I always say, Colin Kaepernick has never really been vocal, so a lot of people expecting him to give these fucking epic fucking Black Panther speeches and all this type of shit. He really just living his life, you know what I'm saying? This shit kind of just fell in his lap because... He was kneeling and shit for a long ass time before people even realized what the fuck was going on. And then people start catching on and start asking him about it and all that type of shit. And then that's when this whole shit snowballed after he answered that type of shit. And, you know, once again, the rest is history. But beyond that, I want to talk about people who easily lose their composure. Like my boy Omarion, he just did an interview with Vlad TV over this whole April. I don't know her name. Is it April Jones? I think it's April Jones and his ex-band mate Lil Fizz. Supposedly they're together or some shit. And I think she's pregnant or some wild shit. And I don't even give a fuck about all that gossipy shit. But the whole point of him doing this interview was basically so they can get to asking him about what's going on with him and Lil Fizz. Oh, Mario and Lil Fizz. About this Fizz gentleman pause messing with his with the mother of his children. And the reason why I bring up composure is because Omarion conducted the interview with complete style and grace and all this type of shit. He didn't fold. He didn't crack. He didn't break. He didn't fucking get all loud and fuss and pout and cry about this whole situation. He played it cool because he didn't have to get up there and call her all type of bitches and hoes and all this other circus shit because the world is calling her all types of bitches and hoes and all this type of 
circus shit. He really doesn't have to fucking echo that type of shit. The world is saying this shit. Women are saying this shit. Men are saying this shit. Everybody's saying this shit. So he really gains nothing from saying it. He doesn't have to. Also, he understands there's bigger things at stake right now. If he talks all crazy and gets out of pocket, that can create a whole new custody case for him. He understands this type of shit. You say all type of wild shit about the fucking mother of your children, you are going to court. And she's going to try to get full custody of the children if she already doesn't have it. Because, you know, the court system already favors women. We all know this. So anything you do in the public, that shit could be used against you in the court of public opinion and in the real court. Just imagine if he would have flew off the handle and, you know, fought Lil Fizz and all this sucker shit and end up slapping her around or saying some bad mouthing type shit about her, even though she probably deserves it. Imagine if he did all this, he would probably see his children a lot less right now. And actually, through all this type of shit, he might, if he doesn't already, he might get fucking full custody of his children based off how he's moving out here in the streets right now. That's very important to understand. So for all you youngers out there who don't understand what's going on, just take notes from fucking Omarion, a fucking R&B singer that dances and shit. And that's crazy because they was asking him questions and he was dancing. <laughs> he was dancing all around them shits. He wasn't, you know what I mean? He, he wasn't giving them the satisfaction of being able to break his spirit and break his character and get him to say some sideways shit about anybody. He actually kept it casual. He did his thing, man. I have to applaud that. Now, kind of on the opposite side, a lot of y'all probably won't know this person I'm about to talk about, but... There's this big story going out right now about this YouTuber named Omi and the Hellcat. Now, this man, he was making money off of off of Cody. Cody is like, you know, the application on the fire stick and shit that allows you to watch shows and movies and all this type of shit. And he had a channel on the Cody stick or on Cody on the fire stick to where you could watch like cable channels and shit if you subscribe to his channel. And it was all packaged in all together. And anyway... He was doing all this. It's like a legal gray area that he was manipulating, that he was exploiting by his own words and his own admission. He's saying this shit on on fucking camera, which is crazy. But anyway, this man was buying a vehicle every week on YouTube. This man owned like 60 cars. And I'm not talking about regular cars. I'm talking about McLarens. If you don't know what that is, that's a half a million dollar car that he bought. Amongst other half a million dollar cars that he bought. And his name is Omi and a Hellcat. So he had like three Hellcat cars. And they like 80000 a piece. But anyway, I digress. The whole point is he had like a whole fleet of cars. He had 60 cars or so. They were all white for the most part. And if it wasn't white, he got it wrapped white. So anyway, long story short, he was doing all this in the public eye. He was manipulating a, a legal gray area that he was exploiting, once again, by his own admission. And the, here's the kicker. He wasn't paying taxes. He hadn't paid his taxes in over three years or so. So what happened was... The good guys at the feds paid him a fucking visit. Seized all his cars, all that shit. I believe most of his properties and all that. I'm not sure. And then he's coming back on camera saying how people won't stand around him. How a lot of people faked on him and folded on him and left him when he's doing bad, when he doesn't have money and all this other shit. But what you don't understand is, motherfucker, you made the fucking block hot. You have to blame nobody but yourself. People can't stand around you because then the feds going to investigate them. And if you ain't all the way on the up and up, you liable to fucking go to jail or go to prison or owe the fucking feds money. People don't want to go through all that shit. You made the block hot. You did some goofy ass shit. Why the fuck are you on YouTube flashing all this money and shit and you ain't paid taxes in over three years? Are you fucking retarded? This is what's wrong with a lot of you motherfuckers out there. This is crazy. And when I say that, of course, I'm not talking about people who are listening to the podcast, but... 
I have a bad habit of doing that, but I'm, when I say that, I'm talking about people in general. I'm not talking about people who are specifically listening to the fucking show. Because, of course, I appreciate you. And you deal with my bullshit because, you know, I ain't been in the streets in a couple weeks. And as it always is, it's my fault. But nonetheless, this motherfucker here is crazy. So now, you know, of course, all his employees and all this type of shit losing all their income because all his accounts are frozen so they can't get paid. So now they probably have to scramble and find jobs or whatever. And it's the holidays. Nobody's fucking hiring. Well, actually, probably like postal services and shit like that are probably hiring like crazy right now for temp temp work and all that type of shit. Because it is fucking Amazon holiday rush that's about to jump off. And all this Black Friday shit and all that. But anyway, the point is these people are out of a job, out of income. He fucked over a lot of people around him in a way. Because again, he wasn't all the way on the up and up. The problem with a lot of these cats is it's hard to tell people who are making money by the fucking boatload. People who make money like that think they're smarter than you. It's hard to tell people who are getting money on that fucking high of a level how to move and shit. But people take a lot of shit as suggestions. This shit don't be suggestions or opinions. This is shit that you have to do. A lot of people have a big fucking bad habit of doing that shit. They take everything as a suggestion. Everything is not a suggestion. Some things just is what they are. It is what it is. I know I said that crazy, but you know, I'm a real nigga. Fuck all that. I'm not going back. But yeah, you have to understand what's going on out here in the streets. You are basically fucking trolling the goddamn feds, the IRS and all these people. Are you fucking crazy? And I knew something had to be going on because out of all of his fucking videos and shit, it was always money going out. It was never money coming in. It's like, fam, where's the fucking income at? Where, where's the money coming in at? But he never showcased that shit. But what happened is he started spilling the beans about all this fucking dealings and shit. When really it was probably just, he probably just got popped for taxes. But I think he originally thought he got popped because he had that fucking subscription channel that he was running. But the story's still developing, literally by him. This shit could even be a hoax, who fucking knows, because these YouTube niggas are weird. They do anything for views, man. They they lie about relationships, they lie about a lot of shit. Shit is crazy. But you know, they learn from these Hollywood cats, so I don't know. It's real weird out here in these YouTube streets, man. You never know. Then on a random note, this boy YNW Melly, this boy might have dropped album of the year type shit. This boy got a real cold ass album. And I spoke on him before, but it's real sad because the crime scene photos and shit just came out about the incident that he was in or was around where his friends got murdered. A lot of people believe that he did it, but you know, I never say that because you never know. I just wait for all the facts to come in. But from what I'm hearing, some pe- a lot of people are saying that he's supposed to get out by next month or so. I don't know what that's all about, but, you know, that's highly possible, I guess. But this boy just dropped a real cold-ass album. This boy's real talented, man. He finds melodies out of anywhere, man. He got some real cold melodies, voice inflections, flows, beats, everything. It's a great-ass album. And if he didn't do it, I really hope he can come home and just stay clean and, you know, stay out the streets and all that type of shit. Stay around from all these little knucklehead motherfuckers he around or whatever. But if he did do it, you know... <laughs> I hope you find you a nice little cold seat and take it all the way on the easy, champ. But once again, I'm not going to fucking act like I know if he did it or didn't. I could only hope that he didn't do it. Because again, I'm just looking at the talent and and beyond talent. I just don't want to see him to go out that way. He seemed like an all right cap, a little troubled. But I don't know, man. Once again, it's an ongoing story, so we'll see how that ends too. Oh yeah, it's another thing I want to talk about as well. A lot of people always brag about their tolerance. And when people brag about their tolerance, they're typically talking about their alcohol tolerance, their fucking weed tolerance, or some goofy shit like that. Motherfuckers never brag about their mental tolerance. 
what can you take mentally? What information can you take in and all this type of shit? It's always some circus shit. It's always some, I can poison myself better than you. What kind of retarded shit are, are you? F- I don't know what's wrong with a lot of you motherfuckers out there, man. I really don't fucking get it. You are literally bragging about how you can intake poison better or more or longer than somebody else. That's pure fucking insanity. Do you know how fucking stupid you sound? Bragging about some goofy ass shit like that? I never understood that shit in my fucking life. You bragging about how much alcohol you could take or how much weed you could smoke about how many pills you could take and all this type of shit. You are a walking crash dummy and you need to jump off a bridge to better serve our community. I really don't understand a lot of you niggas, man. I don't. And I don't want to. I'm not trying to figure a lot of you out. I'm not. And that's another thing I disagree with Will about. He was saying how people were calling Stephen A. Smith a coon and all that shit. A coon is a coon. I'm not about to have no civilized conversation with no goddamn coon. Hell no. To make a long story short, I'm going to just call you a coon. Get you the fuck up out of here, champ. You got to go. You can't have a civilized conversation with the uncivilized. It just don't work like that. It's just going to frustrate you. It's going to lead you to headaches, loss of sleep. You're going to do something physical to them, pause, beat the brakes off of them. And to avoid all that, I'd rather just call you a coon. Cut it short, get you the fuck out of there. Ain't nothing to talk about. Me, I can't argue with motherfucking coons and shit. It's just not going to happen. I refuse to. So people out there, build your mental tolerance. And that's what I mean. My tolerance for nonsense is very short. So knowing that, I'm not going to argue with no Stephen A. Smith type. Nah, it, it doesn't serve me. There's no purpose in that. There's no there's no coming back for a cat like that. You got to punch somebody like that in the mouth. That's all you can really do. But I know I'm jumping subjects and all this shit. But, you know, I've been out the streets for a little bit. And there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now. That Omi shit was crazy because, you know, he was inspiring a lot of people. He was getting a lot of money. He was having all these fucking inspirational speeches and shit. Acting like everything was on the up and up. <laughs> that shit crazy. A lot of people laughing at him now and shit. And, you know, clowning on him. A lot of people showing them support too though A lot of people showing support But then again I mean you can never tell What type of support that is People trying to Buy their way back Into his good graces So if he does make it They'll look good They'll be in his circle Or whatever They're trying to like Pay their way into his circle In my opinion The way it looks But I'm just kind of Sitting back watching From afar But it was funny When he was complaining About people not showing him Support and all that Certain people Who are around him But again You made the block hot People are not trying to be around you because you made it hard to be around. You can't turn around and complain about some shit that you caused. You caused the situation. You got to wear that. You did that. It's self-inflicted. But again, he was getting money on such a high level that this motherfucker don't listen. And I know most of y'all don't care, but I'm not even talking about him specifically for you to care about him specifically. But it's just more so the story and the, the moral of the story. The underlying meaning of how things should be and could be. And that's why I disagree with Will about the Kaepernick shit as well. Because, I mean, yeah, he's having a safer route in terms of not getting concussions and all that type of shit. But it's not safe when you got all these racist white people out here who could physically harm you and all that shit. And also, he could have just retired. He could have just stayed in the fucking house and, you know, still got the same checks and all that shit. Even before the settlement, he was already making a lot of money. And I think he was still owed money. I think they still was paying him or some shit while he was out. I don't remember because, again, I don't watch football. I don't pretend to watch football. I don't give a fuck about football. It was just more so for the standpoint of what he was fighting for and all that shit and what he was representing. And really, 
yeah, he was still going for brutality, but they kind of changed the narrative, and he had to, you know, fight his way out of that narrative as well. They changed the narrative. He didn't change the narrative, but he still had to live within that narrative, so he had to physically fight out of that narrative. He had to, you know, show the world that he still, you know, has a decent skill set to where he still can play in the NFL. And beyond that, like I say, I mean, it ain't really much to get into beyond that in terms of Kaepernick. But it's just crazy how the whole world is divided about the situation and how people are that mad at him about some shit that I won't say shouldn't concern you. From the football standpoint, it shouldn't concern you. But people acting like he tainting the league and shit. He he making it more political and all this shit. The national anthem and all this shit was already playing. This shit is already political, already religious and all this other type of shit. The NFL added this shit to the game. But damn all that, man. It just feels good to be back. Like I say, I've been out here wilding, bullshitting. Doing all type of shit But I still watch what's going on I'm still tuned in I don't let n- nothing get past me I know a lot of excitement is going to be out there in the streets About these damn black and red 11s Hopefully everybody stays safe out there Nobody panic Your kids will get a pair You will get a pair They're going to have millions of pairs available Everybody please relax Don't go out here stomping people out for fucking tennis shoes and shit Like a goddamn complete goofball Please don't do that It'll probably end up happening anyway, even though there's plenty to go around. You could literally just order it off your phone and stay in the fucking house. But, you know, of course, people shall be people. And, of course, I want to say something more severe than that. But, you know, I just let it go. Trying to think if there's anything else that's going on out here right now that I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. I also want to talk talk to Will about, um, it was something he said on the podcast about how women don't appreciate men who do all their own shit. I'm saying it fucked up, but... Something along the lines of people who men who keep the house clean and do their laundry and all that type of shit. How women kind of disrespect them and kind of overlook them and all that type of shit. I don't agree with that either. And I actually want to talk to him about that at some point. But overall, my feelings on that is actually I feel like women be feeling like you don't need them. And they really be getting terrified and shook because they don't have that fucking that mama presence over you. And, you know, they get terrified and feel like their value is low. So they get the fuck out of there. Before you dismiss them type shit That's how I feel about that I don't feel like women fucking don't respect men Because I get nothing but respect from women And I keep all my shit clean Laundry all that type of shit Like my shit be spick and span out here in the streets And it ain't never been no fucking Disrespect type shit with me Hell no Fuck no Fuck no fuck no fuck no None of that It's all about what you allow And that shit ain't going over here But beyond me I just don't agree with I just don't agree in general with me taking out of the situation period I just feel like women in that situation Feel like they're not needed Which really should make you feel better as a woman If the man doesn't need you And he wants you around That means he actually likes you And values you and wants you around <laughs> The fuck that means you should actually feel better If he has everything and does everything for himself And he still wants you around You actually should feel better about yourself And better about the situation and relationship And all that shit But a lot of motherfuckers are backwards Ass backwards With your backwards ass But you know That's another story For another day man I think I'll cut it short And get up out of here On y'all motherfuckers man Once again It's been a pleasure Talking to y'all Little knucklehead motherfuckers Out here I appreciate y'all For listening This has been WWFLIP When we feel like it Podcast Where we broadcast When the fuck We feel like it Shine Gone